Mount me, Daddy! Uh-huh. Uh, do me a favor, stand up real quick before I mount you. <laughs> Dumbass. Crazy chaos! The acclaimed have arrived! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. Guess what? I got my family off to the side in the background. We're coming in here recording on a Sunday afternoon, and I brought my family because I have their real daddy. It's Anthony <laughs> Bones, everybody. AW ah, Superstar. Oh. Yes, sir. That's yes. Be great yes, kids. Your father's a gay man. <laughs> I told you. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Well, actually, I'm a bit sad. Considering, speaking of daddies, uh, the acclaimed daddy kind of left his boots in the ring last night after the match, and yes. it's a bit depressing. Right, and that's and by the way, for the fans that don't know, him leaving his boots in the ring, it's not like he's running a Japanese household where you can't have shoes in the house. <laughs> that means he's retired, folks. He, Billy Gunn has officially retired. Yeah, and so now the question is, who's daddy? Well, we want Daddy back, so that's probably goal number one. Can I pitch something? Sure, go ahead. Scissor me, Chrissy. Wait, you want to be our Daddy? What do you guys think? I like it. Uh, we have Nick the Ear and, of course, Vito, a.k.a. Wreck-It Vito, off camera <laughs> producing this lovely show. <laughs> Big wrestling fans, Lumberjacks. That's why Nick is dressed like a lesbian today. <laughs> I, I like cruise. Scissor Me, Chrissy, if Anthony and the crew... Are into Scissor Me Chrissy. Why not? My question is, why not me? If Paul Walter Hauser can get on, that's my. See, my Paul. daughter wants it. That's what my daughter wants off to the side. If my. Because, first of all, let me just tell you in AEW, my family's Puerto Rican. We don't have enough Puerto Ricans being represented in the AEW. I can be a representative okay. of the Puerto Rican race. I got to ask you, I guess um, requirement number one is you got to have really, really intense, uh, accurate. Scissoring skills. You literally can ask my girlfriend off to this camera right now, who's off camera right now, how good my scissoring skills are. That's why I'm with you. It, you heard her? So that's why she's with me. So, yes, I can scissor. That's how I grew up. I grew up in Catholic school. So okay. sometimes the only way to get out of a confession was to scissor the priest to let him let you out of the confessional. Sure, that, uh, so, that tracks. That tracks, baby. So I can scissor. I can scissor. I am a daddy. Mm -hmm. I we would be bringing diversity into AEW because I am I am the only would be the only Puerto Rican member of a. Are there any Puerto Ricans? I think yes, absolutely. Who's who who's whose character is it though to be Puerto Rican on AEW? Diamante. Okay, is he actually Puerto Rican or is he just Latino though? She is. She, that's what I mean. See, well, you see gender, Anthony, and that's up to you. I don't see it. <laughs> Um, actually, there's also another requirement. You have to be insanely jacked. Do you go to the gym a lot? Well, funny you should bring that. Jazz, am I jacked? Speak <laughs> yeah, to the camera. Steve? Am I jacked? Of course you are. You're hot. Well, I've been intermittent fasting, so, so okay. I've lost. So I've lost, you know, some weight. I'm not as jacked as you, well, but I do. I would say, other than la listen, if you would have spoke to me yesterday, I would have said I'm jacked. But then last night. <laughs> 
I took 100 milligrams of edibles with our good friend Mike Cannon. And myself, Vito, and Nick Deer went to Bellato's restaurant. Shout out Bellato's on Houston Street. Ate a wonderful Italian meal. You ever been there to Bellato's? No, I have not. We're taking you to Bellato's. Um, we're going to do that. And then we ate, we ate this wonderful meal. And then at about midnight, I ate a huge slice of banana chocolate chip cake. And I feel the fattest I've ever felt in my life right now. See, what's, what's getting me, though, is the 100 milligrams. That's a lot. I don't fuck around, Anthony. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's why I think I'm, I'm daddy qualified. Okay. If I can handle 100 milligrams, I can handle your daddy ass. <laughs> well, I can't even handle 100 milligrams, so you might be in. That's it. I think. Do you think I look jacked enough from here? You got, you got some broad shoulders. Look at that. But right. I need some work. A little bit. I okay. can help you, though. Uh, what about an idea of Anthony trains me? What if we have an open call of finding... Finding AEW's next daddy. What do you think of that? Daddy Wars. So daddy Wars. <laughs> I'm thinking, how can I profit <laughs> off this? How can I? I'm thinking, how can I get in on the back end and not have to do a flying scissor? <laughs> I, think, I think we can. I think we can. But how do you feel, honestly? How do you feel about Billy leaving? What do you think? It, it sucks. Did you know about it for real? No. You really didn't? I did that not. That was genuinely, you, you saw it as we saw it. Exactly. Right. And I don't think the cameras caught it, but it's, I get very, very emotional sometimes when I'm out there because I get connected to the audience. I don't think I've ever cried in a wrestling ring. I got teary-eyed because he stood up and his face was beat red. And at this right. point in our careers where Billy's been such a, uh, a beacon of light for us, he's mm -hmm. been guiding us from the beginning since we, we joined up with him last year. He guided us to the AEW Tag Team titles last year in New York City with Grand Slam. Um, he's been teaching us a ton of stuff every single week and to think about not having him out there with us, it hurts. Would you try to talk him out of retirement or once a wrestler does that, can you not even say anything? You have to just let that guy do what he wants. I mean, Billy's Billy is going to do what he wants to do. We've been trying to talk to him. Um, well, I mean, is there anything we can do? Is there any, can we get, can we, can we crash his investments? Can we make it where he financially <laughs> has to get back? Can we, you want to tweet a scandal? What, what do you need us to do to get him back? I want to cancel daddy ass and he's made a ton of money over the years. So I think he's pretty well off. So I, right. I really don't know what to do in that, in that yeah, aspect. But. I, I know I, I, cause I, you know, I know like when something like that happens, like it's all happening in real time, you know, when's your guy's next event? I mean, we're going every single week, and uh, the acclaimed, it's, AEW stands for acclaimed every Wednesday and acclaimed every weekend, so we might pop up on Dynamite, we might right. pop up on Collision, we might pop up on Rampage. So You're popping up on Chrissy Chaos right now. Popping up on Chrissy Chaos. We are everywhere. You're everywhere, and so how do you actually truly, like, is there now a meeting this week coming up? Like, how do we get around this? What's the storyline? Like, what do we have to do? Um, well, I have to talk to Max. Are we they okay, by the way, my yeah, family? Because they absolutely. are wild Puerto Ricans. <laughs> no, That's what totally we have them okay. in. I have them in a pen over there. <laughs> Can we get a live shot of the Puerto Rican pen? Max and I have to chat yes. um, and have a team meeting, which is going to be sad because Max... And I and Billy have team meetings every week before the show to see what we want to accomplish. So yeah. it's going to be a little, 
little empty this week. I know. I feel like, though, what you guys, because the, the, the benefit you have is you're young, you got a lot of energy, you got a whole life ahead of you, so you're going to figure... Speak for yourself in the energy part. I know, right? Oh, I thought you said for your life. I thought you'd be like, I'm going to commit suicide on the show. <laughs> no, we've, we've, this month, I think I'm going to be home probably four days. Right. Between... All these shows, and um, we're picking up independent bookings and signings right. at conventions and stuff. So, well, like I watched the American Gladiator documentary on Netflix. Did you watch that? I auditioned for a couple role uh, roles for that show. So. You auditioned for the American Gladiators? Yes. How? What, what did they bring oh, wait, back? Wait a minute, no, no, no. Gladiator? American Gladiator is a thing with um, Aaron Hernandez. So never mind. What? Different thing. Is the American Gladiators with Aaron Hernandez? Is there you... some sort of gladiator thing? No, American Aaron... Gladiators, the show. Do you remember the show? Oh, well, no, you're so... How old are you? I'm 32. Oh, you're 32. So you, you should remember American Gladiators yeah, when you were a kid. Oh, okay. They I'm did a whole documentary on American Gladiators and about how when they would travel on the road, how it was just like a booze-filled, sex-filled, drug-filled kind of life. And it was like every weekend on the road and getting shots to get their pain away to perform, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's not like that anymore, right? Like Wrestling. Wrestling in that. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's a totally different environment. Back then, people were, not that people don't party anymore, but they were doing, you know, uppers and downers and, and all kinds right. of uh, steroids. And, right. Um, that's a cocktail for right. disaster. Now we just right. play video games and right. explore the cities. Right. And, at least my friends do. Right. Okay, so my family just walked out. My family just walked out off the show. So now we just really like want to Daddy. talk about. I'm happy that you mentioned it. I'm happy that you mentioned it. Cocktail, you said it. Let's talk about cock. <laughs> Let's do it. Cock! That's a good way to perk me up. I love it. No, I, uh, yeah, dude, my family, they were off to the side because it's a Sunday, but now I really want to get into it. Let's fucking scissor. Take it out. Uh, <laughs> what up, everyone? It is the most critically acclaimed superstar in all of AEW, one half of the most popular tag team of all time. The acclaimed, the human meme generator, the 5 2 player the scissor king anthony bones and i'm here to tell you to go see my dear good friend chris de stefano's tour right intention wrong move live do it please for me because you can go see him at the borgata in atlantic city august 18 and 19 you can see him in Irvine, california at the Irvine improv september 5 and 6 portland oregon revolution hall uh september 8th september 9th in seattle at more theater then you missed out because at radio city music hall september 22nd chris is sold out baby you ain't going to that one so tomorrow night after that september 23rd at the theater madison square garden get your tickets now and then September 30th one of my favorite cities I almost die there every year Las Vegas then ugh, Kansas City people don't seem to give a fuck about Chris in Kansas City so please friends and family um, you know if you're a fan of the acclaimed if you can do me a big favor and buy uh, some tickets so he can get above the you know the 20 mark we've got to get him to a couple hundred at least please go get them where is it in Kansas City Uptown theater October 19th get it now don't forget yes everybody loves Chris not the TV show but Everyone loves the acclaimed. Now scissor me and scissor Chris live on tour. <laughs>
Listen, buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. Game time, and I actually use this, game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and more. Game Time guarantee. This is what I love about them. This is what separates them. Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference, baby. 110%. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive download the game time app right now create an account use code chaos for twenty dollars off your first purchase that's c-h-a-o-s twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code chaos twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed no let's talk about it where'd you get your scars what are your scars from that was the first thing i noticed but i think they fit you they almost look they look fucking cool what is that i like them now when i was a kid it was really bad because people would (laughs) <laughs> or kids would absolutely bully me about them. Why? God, I don't know, because they're weird looking. But, no, but I, I enjoy them like, now. What are they from? So I have a skin condition called hairy nevi. Basically, I have birthmarks all over my body. Oh, okay. Here. And these were really fucking big birthmarks. Really? Because you can tell, you could say that you got shot in the leg and people would believe that too. Well, then they meet me and they're like, that, that didn't happen. That was a lie. <laughs> I dude, said, yeah, I got stabbed in a gang fight. Yeah. I got bit by a shark. Yeah. All those kinds of things. And your watch, dude, your watch is killer. I love that. Thank you. My boyfriend doesn't like it. What the fuck? Michael. I'm Come calling on, Michael. you out on Chrissy Chaos right yeah. now for not liking my How can you not watch? like his watch? You sound like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I love this watch. So thank I you. wish my wife's name was Michael. Um... Do you now? Let me ask you this. I love the watch. Do you, when you're wrestling and all that, you know, the, like day one, when you get in, or do you feel like you were like living your dream? You've been thinking about this. You were a little kid, or did you just kind of like fall into wrestling? It was my dream. So uh, I was awesome. a wrestling fan. Started watching wrestling in 1997 when I saw a ad for Sting versus Hulk Hogan. Right. Um, fell in love with it. Started watching WWE. I would flip back and forth between that WCW. Then uh, I got really heavy into baseball, and it was just baseball and wrestling. That was my entire life. And um, I played baseball through high school, through college. And then once I kind of fell out of love with it because our coaches were fucking, or my coach at Montclair State was just absolutely out of his mind. It like sucked the love of the game um, right out of me. Piece of fucking shit. Yeah. I hate him. Suck um, at Montclair State. <laughs> no, I like Montclair okay, State. Okay, Montclair State, you're okay, but the coach. The coach. Fucking Ugh. asshole. Uh, um, so then uh, I was also playing in a lot of pain Tendonitis in my elbows uh-huh. So oddly enough I transitioned to pro wrestling Where yeah. it's just all fucking But h- how does that happen? How do you go from baseball to wrestling like that? So what happened was I, uh, My friends and I made this YouTube series uh, the night I forgot what hurricane it was, but it blocked their move into the, college One of the ones one that, of the hurricanes. Yeah, that didn't affect any of the It wasn't elites. Sandy, thank God yes. um, But we... We made this video and it kind of caught on locally where we were like beating the shit out of each other right. in the house. It was like a whole storyline thing. He was the bulge. He like stuffed socks in his like groin and had a big thing. He talks like macho man. Oh, I love it. And um, I don't know, like it, it caught on like within the little yeah. tri-town area. And we we're like, right. wow, this is cool. And then the feedback I'd be getting from it was you look like 
you've been training before, like you should probably think about being one. And that was kind of like the first spark. Right. That made me think like maybe this could be a thing. Right. And then fast forward a year, um, uh, there's a wrestler by the name of Santino Morella. They used okay. to wrestle for WWE. Um, when the when they were in the area, they would lift at the gym that I went to in right. Belleville. And I called out from sick from all my college classes. I went in, I was taking photos, and this dude, I wasn't going to go up to him, but my buddy Will was like, you're never going to see this guy again. Just take right. the picture. Right. Took a picture, and as I walked away, he was like, hey, you look like a pro wrestler. Have you ever thought about becoming one? And I felt right. like this was a, this had to be a sign. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just don't know where to go. And he pulled out his phone, gave me the number to Pat Buck, who is a current producer at AEW. Yeah. He owns uh, WrestlePro and CreatorPro in New Jersey and New York, respectively. And Respect. <laughs> next week, I, I went over there, and I saw five minutes of the class, and I was like, this is... This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Dude, because, like I said, you know, I'm honest with... I, I don't watch wrestling on a weekly basis, as my friends here do, but when they were like, hey, we want Anthony to come on and i looked up your stuff and i was like it's like very captivating like you're you know the way you wrestle and i was like oh i can see like i i and i don't who knows the future but it's like i can see you being someone who like goes on to lead a career like transitions if you wanted to from like wrestling to acting and movies almost like the rock like i feel like you're like the rock but only you're not as gay that's him <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne's pretty gay. Yes, yes. At least, Sorry, yes, at least you're no, open I'm about kidding. it. Um, but but I do feel that way. Do you, do you have a, like an aspiration to do stuff like that? Because you got the look, you got the energy, the positive stuff. Like, I do, I yeah. do. Um, I try to be as I, I I want that crossover mainstream appeal. Yeah. I love professional wrestling, and I want to do it until I can't do it any longer. But our everybody's body has an expiration date, sure. so. You know, I've done uh, a bunch of commercials over the last couple years, uh, modeling, just moved to Los Angeles yeah. uh, to kind of start building that foundation for later after right. wrestling. Um, but that is a goal because I've always wanted to be a guy like Dwayne. Um, Do you know him? I've never met him. Okay. That is on the bucket list. Um, we'll make it happen here at this <laughs> podcast. We know Actually, his, um, it was Jack's Superstar Series 5, his figure. Uh, when he was Rocky Maivia, it was the only one that. Yeah. Oh my God! Are if you that's you, right? Me? We wanted to know if that was you. Yes, that's that me is you. Here he is. We found Michael. Nick. Nick the Ear um, found uh, this picture of you um, for a PC <laughs> Richards commercial, which, by the way, has great products. PC Richards. Would you buy a washing machine from that guy? I would. I a thousand percent would buy a washing machine from that guy. And you just look like a guy again. You got this vibe where I'm like, I feel like America wants to just get behind this guy. Not, and I didn't mean that in any gay way. <laughs> I mean, kind of. But I do feel that, I do feel that, like your smile, everything about you. When I watched, I was like, yeah, I get it, man. This guy's a star. And I feel like, you know, it's cool that to be in like AEW, which, you know, because if I'm correct, right, AEW is humongous, sure. but it's only been growing in popular popularity over the last couple of years right three four years so three or four years so you're in that's what i think the the name of the game too is like sometimes with life things are about timing like you'd rather be where you are right now and something that's growing and all it's got all the momentum behind it as a something being a part of something that's more established and you may be just like one of the other guys like in a laundry list of superstars where you're like aw i feel like everyone's starting to the groundswell is happening now like even my kids i'll see 
I have a, a 13 year old stepson that you know just watches YouTube algorithm like everybody else, and AEW stuff will just pop into his algorithm, and he's starting to watch and get connected. Good. So yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to be a part of something from. We, we weren't there the very first couple months, so we weren't there from the ground, ground floor, but we are the foundation of 100%. Uh, of AEW, and it's cool. And it could have been the other way around because I, I found myself in a position where I was lucky enough to be able to choose whether I went to WWE or AEW. Actually, right. I, actually I said yes to WWE, and then Tony found out and flew me down there. Really? And then that's when I met Max, my tag team partner, Max Caster, for the first time, and he was like, hey, we've got this idea for, uh, or I got this idea for you to be the acclaimed. And I was like, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but cool. That's really yeah. awesome. We went out and we wrestled that night. And then he came back and he was like, here's your contracts. And I signed it right away. I emailed WWE and I was like, right. I'm, a, I'm all elite. All yeah. elite. All elite because, because, and it is one of those things where it is just known. Like it, it's, it's universally accepted now. Where when I was watching wrestling as a kid, like my dad would be like, that's fake. They ain't real athletes. <laughs> it's all fake. They're on steroids. And I was like, okay. Even though as a kid, I liked it. But, you know, you started to think that. But now, especially with all social media, with seeing, I truly think, and I was like thinking about, like, do I want to commit to the statement? But I do, that professional wrestlers, you are the best athletes in the country. Because when I watch what you do, I'm like, just because, like, you can dunk a basketball or hit a home run or play hockey or swim, it's like, you can't do like what they do, like to jump off a top rope and land and not break your ankles and legs immediately and then get right up off and deal with the injuries. I'm like, I think that they're number one, the most all around athletes. Right. Would you agree with me, Nick? I agree 100 percent. I think yeah. I think professional wrestlers are the the best entertainers for the fact that they're in tip top shape. What exactly what you just said. They're also telling a story. Yeah. And then on top of that, when they're not being physical, Anthony has to go in the ring with a microphone in front of yeah. 17,000 people yes. and, and work a room. Right. That's the thing. They have to be charismatic in their personality, physical body stuff. And I think that there's probably no greater gap between, I think, like wrestlers and their fans probably have the biggest gap in the ones who are physically fit and the ones who are not. <laughs> I mean, you got to think that those fans, that, if you collectively took the weight of those fans in that stadium. I mean, that BMI is high. <laughs> that, you got some fatties. I'm pulling out of this one. I yeah, don't yeah. But hey, listen, same thing with comedy. Same thing with comedy. That's what you want. You want to get, we got, you know, the, I feel like it, 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 it's like, you know, for me, like like my fans, you know, a lot of my fans drive, uh, they're truck drivers. I, I got my, you know who my fan base is? We got truck drivers, Puerto Ricans, and then a lot of gays. We got a lot of gays. We got a lot of gays, a lot of gays, a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot the of gays truck are drivers. supportive. I was. I think that rest. That's why I'm bringing it up because I think that wrestling fans and comedy fans are come from the same cloth, right? It's like the same kind of group of people. And yeah, the, oh no, yeah, no, the gay. Listen, here's the here's the truth. Here's the truth. Is in entertainment, you need gays, you need women. That's what you need. Okay, these are who's coming to the shows. The gays and the women. Mm -hmm. If you have all like a group of twenty guys, are rarely going to come. Probably with wrestling is a little different, but comedy, they're not coming to the show. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been walking on the street and someone's like, oh, I was going to come to your show, but, you know, it's just with my boy, so I don't want you to fucking think nothing like I fucking suck cock or something, <laughs> so I didn't come to your show. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought that at all. I would have just been thankful for your fucking money because I'm fucking drowning over here because I got a 7.1% mortgage rate. Well, that means he did it. Yeah. That means he's <laughs> sucking a lot. Of I know. <laughs> he's projecting. It happens. I, um... 
Yeah, I think I think too. Um, you know, I'm sure you have to talk about it a lot now. But that moment of you know when you, they, this crowd scream, you know, was saying, oh, he's, he's gay, gay he's yeah. gay. That was like a huge like thing. I know you're not the only openly gay wrestler, but I feel like to get. 17,000 plus fans to say that in unison it's all love it almost makes me feel and again I'm not uh, uh, a gay man yet Are but you? I think I told you I, I've been saying this many times I, I want to go the first 50 years of my life straight the last 50 gay that's what if you ask me what a, a You'll perfect have a good life, time yes. in your latter years yeah I because I think being gay it's less like the ancient Greeks didn't care if you were gay or not do you know about the ancient band of Thebes no. Okay, let me tell... Okay, listen, and here... This I is, love how all over the place we are. This is great. Welcome to Chrissy Chaos. <laughs> this and is chaotic. This is how chaotic we are, is the sign that says Chrissy Chaos isn't even in the shot. <laughs> it's off to the right that the fans have never seen. So that's just... That's that's the point of the show. Well, I'll t I took a picture of it. I'll plug it for you. Appreciate it. So, so the ancient band of Thebes, what they would do is ancient... Uh, Greek or... I think it was Greek, right? A Thebes is... Greek. Thebes is Greek. Ancient yeah. band of Thebes... So they, and by the way, this could this could be a pitch for the new, you know, for our little uh, new tag team. If I get, you know, I'd like to join the AEW. But ancient Sacred Band of Thebes, sorry, Sacred Band of Thebes. What they would do is they were some of Greeks' most elite fighters. They were the AEW of the fighting force. They were elite. These were the big time guys, first in battle, just crushing it, right? And what they would do the night before a battle, they'd blow each other. Well, they would have sex with each other because they <laughs> said they, they would yeah they would have a full sex fest blowing each other and everything because they said their belief was if I'm gonna fight and protect the man next to me I should be in love with him or I should have been intimate with him and had had some type of sexual relationship with him so I will protect him even more it's like visceral it's not I love this man in a different kind of way, and that's why I'll protect him and fight for his life. And that's what they would do. And so you want to join the acclaimed fuck and then go wrestle? Yes, I yes, <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to repitch now that uh, um, Billy Gunn is out. Me and you and your partner, as we are the sacred band of Thebes. And that's what we do. And that's what, when we walk into battle, we are coming in with just, we will have cum leaking out of our butts. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah, we're, we're coming. coming hard, baby. Sacred band of Jesus. Vito, what he, Vito's got something to say. That's how my interview process went with Chris. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, do you, are you familiar with the Sacred Band of Thieves? He said, no. I said, you about to find out. <laughs> well, you must have did a good job. You're here today. Yeah, you may. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he waddled in. So, yeah. I got to pay my dues every year. <laughs> it's, like, it's like SAG after, baby. Every year it's coming. Uh, um, PR so, is going to love this one. I love it. Hey. <laughs> so, so. Mom and dad, proud that you're a wrestler? They love yes. it. They, they come to the shows and everything? They are the most supportive parents uh, a kid can ever ask for. Right. If I was playing baseball within a 200-mile radius, they were there. Same thing with wrestling. All my like independent shows, I've wrestled in front of 10 people with them sitting there. Right. They were there every single time, unless it was like too far. And I guess that's what made the tag title win at uh, Arthur Ashe even more special. Right. Because... Through the entire sea of people, we had I think seventeen or eighteen thousand. I don't know. There was a lot of fucking people there. Um, the only person I saw was my dad, and he was That's awesome. he was cheering. And it was I, I get teary eyed every time I talk about it because it was such. That's what made everything special. Of course, man, to see your pops right there in the in the stands, <clears throat> and and they and so what? So what is it? You're it's it. You're biracial, right? Yes, my dad's Italian, my mom's black. Dad's Italian, mom's black. There you go. See, like my kids, their dad's Italian, their mom's Puerto Rican. 
Biracial, baby. Good I mix. love it. And I'll be at all my kids' events. Maybe my girl will grow up to become a wrestler. How I great would that her. fucking be? You training my daughter because I, you know what? I would love that because she's, she, I can't get her to commit to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. She does not want to do jujitsu. I have to like beg her to do it because I just want her to be like a fucking fighting force <laughs> that just beats the shit out of everybody. But she won't do it. She won't do it. She's like, I want to play Roblox. I'm like, I want you to fucking. <laughs> Wait, how old is she? She's eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you could start around that. Right? Age, right? I, yeah. I want her to start rolling people. So mate, that's why, you know, <laughs> I don't know why she, that's why she, you know, that's what I'm saying. Her mother just takes the kids out when I'm talking to a wrestler. I want her to, but she's going to take her to get bu- bubble tea or something. Well, bubble tea's good. I know, but I want her to beat the shit out of people. Except for the little gimmicks at the bottom, like choke on them. What are they? What are they uh, boba. The, oh, yeah, boba? The boba? She says bubble tea. Boba. Oh, it's the tapioca boba. Oh, boba. That's the bubbles. Boba. Okay, boba. you look like a boba. <laughs> boba. But yeah, man, that, that, because, you know, I, I think someone, I'm always fascinated with, you know, professional athletes in our country because you are the modern day gladiators like in the sport like you are like i know that you could be professional in many things and i know we're all professionals here i get it oh i'm a professional comedian but it's like really the fucking it's professional athletes are like the top of the top in the food chain in you know american culture and you know rock stars and athletes that's what it's being about a rock star and an athlete and i feel like you know someone like you like who, who like do, do you do like gratitude checks each week do you ever like do you like can you if i told you hey anthony five years five years ago anthony you would have what you have would you be like i can't believe that yes and no there's times where i have to take a step back because i get so wrapped up into you know whatever's going on and trying to figure out what's next and how do we keep all this momentum going right um and then i have to stop and go you know i have all these moments on my uh, on my phone that from like the tag team title win that I'll go back and watch and like this is insane like I, w- yeah. I won't even watch what I'm doing I'll just watch the people's right. reactions and like we're emotionally you know connecting right. with these people I actually had a moment two weeks ago we were in Edmonton and I was in um I, I a did a station no oh. <laughs> I was in like the city squareish Edmonton area. yeah yeah I know yeah um I've, in the I ice remember. district it's called yeah um this was a couple hours after the show and I was feeling very relaxed. Okay. Um, yes. I don't care. Took a couple gummies. I was That's chilling. What I'm saying. I was going to um, ask you how many milligrams. <laughs> yes. And I was just people watching, I guess, because uh, I didn't have any friends with me that trip. Um, right. My bus best friend's legs right. snapped in half. My oh, uh, Max took an early flight out. Um, so it was just you in Edmonton, Canada, with the f- forest on fire. Yes. Yes. Smell of uh, burning wood in the air. Hundred percent. And Maybe within 10 minutes, seven or eight times, I watched random people walking casually. They would stop and they'd look at each other and they'd go, Scissor me! And I was just like, what is happening? How did I create? If I wasn't sitting here right now, these people would be greeting each other with my catchphrase and like my motorboat. Like, this is insane. Right. And it made me take a step back and go, I can't believe that we're creating, even it might be a niche kind of, you know, audience or pro wrestling. I, we're uniting people just from this little thing that happened because Max decided to play a joke on me in the ring and it turned into this crazy Huge thing. thing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, I think, you know, about, like, fame and getting, like, recognized for your work. Like, it, five, ten years ago, if just one person did that to you, you'd be like, I can't believe that's one person recognized me. And now you have it happen all the all time. All the time, everywhere. And I, and I think sometimes our minds tend to, like, 
rationalize it and be like, well, it's not really that big of a deal. It doesn't matter. And then slowly what starts to happen is you start to, we, we start to think like maybe what I'm doing isn't that great. Or like you start to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then like all of it's like this, I think Machiavelli said something. I know we talked about it on the other podcast, but he said like, man will always, um, what is it? Wait, let me, let me read it. Cause I, th this one hit me and I like to tell it to other, uh, to people who are like, you know, in, in well, wrestling, it's interesting. Wrestling is sports and the arts at the same time. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. It, and, you know, that's what makes it so hard. Because I guess going back to what you're talking about before, because I've played baseball and they say the hardest thing to do in sports right. is to hit a 98 mile an hour fastball. I've done that. It is right. really hard, but. Yeah, try scissoring someone from the top rope. <laughs> well, try. Yeah, I bet you Mike Trout can't really do that. hurts. That the scissor me timbers, have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh. What do you think I jerk off to now? <laughs> <laughs> Some good content right yeah. there for you. Uh, but yeah. it's so it's so hard because you're in pain. You are out of breath. You're yeah. um, from a, I guess pulling it back to curtain standpoint. You're you're you've got time timing cues going on because right. um, obviously it's a show. And then you got you're listening to the audience. And you are doing athletic maneuvers. And then after the match, after you've wrestled for 20 minutes, you then, from acting terms, you have to then do a 10-minute monologue live in the ring in front of a full right. arena and millions of people watching on television. Right. There's not many actors that, you know, you put them on set and you go, hey, uh, you got a 30-minute fight scene and, uh, you know, a 15-minute right. uh, monologue. And uh, you're going to do it about an hour. It's going to be live. You only have one take. Go. They wouldn't be able to do it, no matter how good of an actor they are. Well, that's what I'm saying is is in because I think for for this pod, the fans of wrestling, my the fans who listen to this pod of wrestling already hooked. They already know, but the f people who don't know as much about wrestling, that's why it, it's interesting. Like even me, just even me, just educating myself a bit and watching more to prepare to talk to you. I started then watching more stuff because I was like, this is like captivating. Like I, I like if I would have known that there was. The an AEW event in the New York area last night, I would have went. And now that I, now I will go to the next one because that's what I said. It's like these characters coming out for me. I'm like, dude, I'm watching like a Broadway show, and then they beat the shit out of each other. Like that's what it feels like. Sure. But the Broadway show is all up the top of their head in a way. It's mm -hmm. like not because because I appreciate you know being a stand up comic. I know how hard it is to like be in the moment and like riff or whatever, but it's like you're doing that in front of 17,000 people each night and you don't, e I almost never see anybody make a mistake or if they do make a mistake, it's so, so rare and it's like a minute thing. It's like you're, because like you said, those monologues, you just memorize that an hour before the show. Not even. <clears throat> we yeah. don't have, in AEW, we don't have scripts. We just have the bullet point of, hey, we might be wrestling somebody next week. Um, and whatever storylines attached to it, no one writes my promos. I go out there and I speak off the top of my head. And there's been times where I've just been in the ring and I got a microphone in my hand. And then, <laughs> yeah. Well, now what? But now what? You yeah. just have to do it. Nick, do you think could you do a promo like right now off the top of your head? Are you that big of a fan? Can, and can you do it without getting an erection? Yeah, I could probably cut a promo about something stupid. Yeah, like I, I just feel like because like I feel like wrestling fans. I always think like wrestling fans, they're like, I can do what he's doing. Yeah, but you think you could? <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of fans <clears throat> that do that. And I would say that for the bit, and then I'll try and fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to try? Sure. All right, try. Because I feel like this would be, you know, you're in front of like a, a great wrestler. Cut a promo. All right. What's the what's what's my uh, what's Anthony? My, what what's the uh, what's the angle? What's my angle? What, am I heel? Am I face? 
All right, you're a heel. Okay. Okay. You are you're wrestling Chris tomorrow night, Arthur Ashe Stadium for the AEW World Title. Okay. Yep. And you also just stole his girlfriend. Oh yeah. Good luck. Actually, I'm gonna thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you have 45 seconds on the clock and go. You know, tomorrow night, Grand Slam, Arthur Ashe Stadium, championship is on the line. But for you, Chris, it's not just the belt around your waist. It's the girl around mine. She looked familiar? I thought so. Me, you, your girl, my belt, Arthur Ashe Stadium, Grand Slam, be there. Damn, dude, that was good. Was that, was that good? Uh, some good verbiage. That was, right. that was. Some I would love a little more enthusiasm. All right. Yeah. A little more. A little more. Well, body I, was, I was afraid Jazz was going to hear this and then I was going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, Jasmine, because I feel like Jasmine, my girl, uh, as a wrestler. She, her, her gimmick would just be her coming out with all the kids and just using <laughs> the kids as weapons and throw, she would just hit you. Her moves would be to throw one of the kids off the top rope and just use them like bombs, just throwing children. With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your dough. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy with your end-of-summer goals to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, Factor's got you covered. Skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's got it all, and they got the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. I just had their uh, chicken bacon ranch. It was one of the best meals I ever had. It was 700 calories packed with protein kept me full the whole day and i loved it too busy running around the day to think about lunch keep your energy up with lunch to go effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go no microwave needed baby with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of the delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for production sites and offices, and they feature sustainably sourced seafood in the meal. Sustainably sourced seafood in the meals, that's big. The only choice is Factor. Right now, go to factormeals.com slash chaos50 and use code chaos50 to get 50% off. That's code chaos50 at factormeals.com slash chaos50 to get 50% off, baby. Yeah, man. I So, like, you had a match last night. Are yes. you in pain? Are you in, like, such so much physical pain right now? Like, soreness? Like, how does it work? I am. The match actually was pretty I short, yeah. which is why Billy was very upset. So, I kind of um, evaded a lot of of damage even though i got crushed on the corner but for the most part i do feel like i get hit by a truck the next morning depending on what happened but like is there going to come a time when you're like i can't do this anymore or like well how do you think about that well, i think about it all the time yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. it fucking hurts yeah there there was one match um last not last year two years ago um I was at the gym and I was doing rows and I, I basically threw my back out. I had like a bulging disc. I couldn't get up off the And you couch. had a match coming up. I had a match two days later. Oh my God. This was a Monday. I was at my parents' house here in Jersey. 
could, like the most debilitating. I couldn't get up. My mom had to like pull me up off the couch gingerly and it's slowly like walk. Couldn't bend over. I waddled through the airport and I got in the ring. Couldn't bend over again. This was like before the show. And I'm like, I got to figure out how to get through this. And Ryan. I somehow wrestled 15 minutes, had an incredible tag match. And I guess the adrenaline just kicked. <laughs> there was another time where I tore my um, meniscus mid-match. And had to, as I was, this was against Chris Jericho and uh, MJF. I, um, I had been battling knee pain. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't tell the doctors, which was probably the wrong thing to do. Right. Um, and this was legitimately maybe two months after I got signed. So, like, I can't go to these people and be like my i, I need I, surgery right so uh, it was terrible knee pain i was like i just need to get through one more match and i'll be okay tape the hell out of it and um i got the hot tag i started you know yeah punching everybody and i took one step to punch mjf in the face and i felt it pop and as i'm beating them up within the first um i guess couple seconds i'm trying to figure out in my head can i finish this match because my my knee is like right blowing up blowing it's in up pain and um i finished the match probably another three minutes after that <laughs> it's funny i was going to dive on to max at the end of the match jump over the top rope all the way down to the floor right and i when i jumped I couldn't get up off my leg, so almost like when SpongeBob trips over something, his toe yeah. like clips it. Yeah. My toe clipped the top rope, and I just <laughs> darted face first into the mat. And the second I landed, I was like, "Fuck this!" I just yeah. rolled over and I laid there. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't move for the rest. <laughs> I was shot, and then I had to get surgery on it. And the stuff like that happens all the time, and people have no, no idea. Uh, are they like whispering? Like, would you like whisper in his ear, like, "I'm done, pin me" type thing? Like, if how does he know? If it's that bad, yeah. Um, like, if my leg was snapped in half, right. obviously. But um, in this particular case, I didn't want to tell anybody, so I just fought through it. Fought through it. Yeah. But so there is, in wrestling, when you guys are doing it, I know, again, the real wrestling fans know this already, but there is a lot of, like, whispering and stuff during the match, like, do this, do that. Like, it's a dance, right? Like, it's choreographed in a way. It depends on what you're... In. I don't pull the curtain back too much and reveal the magic tricks, but... There is there's some stuff going on in there. Yeah, cause I, but I feel like it's one of those things where even if you told me I'm, you're going to do all these things, this, I couldn't do it. Like it's still, even if we knew, it's like even if a magician told you I'm going to do this, this, and this, it's like you still can't do it. Like you still, sure. the, the, the talent, are, are you guys all right over there? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to Anthony Bowens. Does Violet have something to say? What does Hi. Violet want to say? Because I hear her talking over there. Did she say oh shit again? She's been saying oh shit. She's been saying oh my shit. She wakes up, she goes oh my shit. Is that what she's been saying? She's, no. she's been saying it outside, right? Do you want kids, Anthony? Yeah. Do you want kids? Uh, someday, just not yeah. now. Not I live now. too selfish of a lifestyle right now to even think about right. having a kid. Right. But, you, but you're and your, you and your husband want it. Yeah, later on. Later on in life, yeah. Have, have Puerto Rican kids, man. <laughs> Look at that. They're the best. I know. Are you guys okay? We're good. We bought all new furniture for the apartment. We Ooh. bought all new furniture. Yeah, we're, we're moving. Did you grow up in a house or an apartment? I grew up in an apartment in Newark, and then we all moved in. I grew up with my mom and my grandmother in Newark. My dad lived in Nutley um, <clears throat> for various family reasons. Um, I get it. On my dad's side. Yeah. Because of... 
Oh, no, I won't get into it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. we all moved in together. Um, so then we, it was a two-family house that we made into one big thing. Yeah, so right. now we have two kitchens, and, or my parents have two kitchens and two living rooms, everything, two uh, of everything. Uh, yeah. Um, and now I, I live in my house in Los Angeles that I just bought. Right. So, yeah, so, so how do you – now you live on the other side of the country. You've, like, fully moved away. Because that's what we're this thing. We're, we have a house right now. We live on Staten Island, and we're thinking about. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. see, Did you see that? Ooh. Did you see that immediately? It was like no, Ooh. and we don't. We're How like, we, feel? we like it. We like the house, but we just feel like we want to, you know, like move and like start like be closer to the city and like more like action, like more and like and you know, but we, we're stuck because like, what about our kids? Like our kids, but you know, we we have twelve, eight, and two. So we're like the two-year-old Violet. She's gonna say, "Oh my shit!" She doesn't. She's gonna curse. She doesn't sure. care. But our eight-year-old and twelve-year-old, we're like, are we like uprooting them? Or what? Are, but but I my thing is kids adjust. They all adjust. They adapt. Sure. They'll find new friends and new places, and it'll make them better people. So I just didn't know if you were like a kid who moved around a lot and could like identify with any of that. No, not at all. So I, I moved once, and then last year last january michael and i we moved to los angeles to uh because he's an actor so he's trying to get that going not a good time to be an actor i know so poor timing well when i come i'm doing shows in irvine california september 5th and 6th can i sleep over your guy's house oh absolutely yeah i just got turf on my roof and i'm gonna put a whole patio set up there and so i'll sleep on your roof is what you're saying i'm saying we can hang out on the roof okay yeah 100 <laughs> percent. you could throw me off the roof like undertaker did mankind huh Ooh. Little Hell in a Cell. I know my wrestling. <laughs> I watched that, by the way, the other day, Hell in a Cell, and I watched Mankind and Undertaker do like the lo- like the talk about it. And I, that, to me, like that, like, do you, would you ever do a cage match like that and let somebody throw you off a roof? Um, would you just like do you? Because I just feel like there has to be something. Like you have to be a bit clinically insane for that. Yeah. Like it's okay if you don't want to do that because he's actually clinically insane. In a good way. See, I might be too, because I probably would. I, I like the idea of having that moment that lasts, for, like that moment of him getting thrown off the top. That moment will last forever. Right. And he's still alive and kicking. He's good to go. I want to kind of do the same. I've never been in a cage match. I've been in a couple ladder matches where I've jumped off the top, and it's it's not fun. But, and actually nobody will ever see it because on the independence. Yeah. So I'd like to do it on TV. Yeah. But I probably would. Because I feel like you absolutely, as a wrestler, especially doing what you do, the high wire stuff, you have to be the person that you think after. If you think for a second before this is going to suck, this is going to hurt, you're not going to do it. You just, you just are in go. the moment and go. Yep. Yeah, see, that I'm the opposite. I will think about everything too much, and I just don't know. Because I really would love... I really would love to like get involved and like just get body slammed once live on a wrestling thing. It would be great, but I just think I would somehow freak myself out and be like, I can't do it. I'm going to wind up in a wheelchair. Well, I think in the moment you have no choice right? <laughs> because we're picking you up and we're slamming you. It does hurt when you get slammed, even you as a professional. It hurts when you get slammed on that mat. Every yes. time it hurts. Yes. It never doesn't hurt. It never. Sometimes we have adrenaline going so much that maybe we don't feel it in the moment but we will definitely feel it afterwards and there's other times where it's just flat out because what people think there's springs and it's a trampoline it really isn't it's a steel frame they put wooden planks over the steel and then there's maybe about this much padding that's it and it's stiff padding every single match you 
if you do a, a, a match, 10, 15-minute match, every match, you are going to feel some sort of pain. You just have to accept that. Yes. It, you cannot get out of it with being painless. It you're going to get punched. You're going to get chopped. The chops, are depending on who you're wrestling, is, are, are brutal, too. You're going to get kicked in the chest, kicked in the back. You just have to eat it and then right. you accept it. That's part of the part of the game because people are like, oh, they're not hitting each other. Like, yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. We're doing it hopefully not to put you into the hospital. Right. Like a UFC fighter would be doing, but yeah. you can't fake body yeah. contact. I did a wrestling school we did uh, on this show. You ever see the shows on MTV, Guy Code and Girl Code? Yeah, absolutely. So Guy Code and Girl Code, I was on it with Andrew Schultz, and we did Guy Code. Yeah, put Guy Code Wrestling. We, Andrew allowed, we did this wrestling school. He allowed himself to be slapped. Oh, my yeah. God. You went to IWF? Yes. Oh, no. Do you know that? Do you know this guy? So, oh god what do you think do i have a decent enough wrestling build oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh god look schultz this is where i was too scared to get slapped like i genuinely was like i was i was cold and look at that yeah i showed everyone my nipples do you know oh these guys? Oh my god, yes. This guy slaps Andrew in the chest and I had to walk away. Yeah, that's a that's that's called a chop. Yeah, chop. I couldn't do it because because my older daughter was, had just turned like one and I was like, he's gonna give me a heart attack. Look at this. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biggie Biggs body slammed you. Yeah, that's... I really I really couldn't get up. Like Wait, I first of all, where, where the fuck did you get? get the singlet. <laughs> I don't know. The super generic singlet. I think they they gave it to me. Look. Look at Andrew Schultz packing, packing the heat, baby. I mean, oh, that sucked. Oh, that was a brutal clothesline. I cuz I felt like I was going to hurt him or I I He was pretty good, Andrew. He's not bad. He really committed to it and then he let himself get slapped. I, I have many things to say that I cannot say on this show, so I'm going to tell you lots of stories after this. <laughs> the second we stop recording. Amazing. And we're going to put those on patreon.com slash Comedy. <laughs> Anthony doesn't realize he's going to be uh, being recorded the entire time. Well, as long as and I get a cut, then maybe I'll 100%. take it. 100%. We'll give it to you. Um, yeah, so what about uh, what about you guys? You guys have any questions? I feel like we want to ask him anything inside wrestling that I wouldn't even know about. Ask so, me anything. If I if uh, I can't answer it, I'll just tell you. So you got you. He brought up the the he's gay champ before mm-hmm. and then before the the plebes uh, uh, sacred band of, yeah. of thieves, which is <laughs> but, what you're a part of. Yeah. But uh, I did want to ask what that was like as a wrestler to see how much the fan base has changed over the last decade, basically, because I think ten years ago. He's gay would have been something a face would have like gotten the crowd to chant. Sure. And like that's what like the fan base used to be like. And now we're at this place where like that was like a positive moment. It's really cool. And I didn't know how they were going to react because I'm not somebody. My kind of activism isn't very in your face. I'm kind of like a lead by example type guy. Even like when I played baseball, I wasn't like a team captain, but I was a team leader because I'm I'm quiet. Outside of what you see on television, I'm pretty quiet and introverted, and I just like to go about my business and represent by being the best that I can be. And I didn't want to ever shoehorn anything in there or make it, like, too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disingenuous. So I wanted it to be, like, the right moment. And when I was presented with this, basically... Uh, it was a segment where obviously we do the rap stuff, but this girl Harley, she can also she has some music ability. She wanted to join the acclaimed, and she did a rap on us. And at the end of the rap, she flirted with me and said that you know we you know we should hook up, we'd make a good fa- like a family together. And I go like Nah, bitch, I'm gay. And 
I was like, this will be a fun moment. Like, no one's ever said it in a wrestling ring before, so this should connect with a lot of people, and I hope it does, because, you know, what I went through sucked, and if they can look on to television and see me being successful and, you know, proud about it, um, hopefully I can connect with them. And I said it. Everyone just stood up. They gave a standing ovation. They started doing the he's gay, and I, I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? This is insane. And then it went viral afterwards, and... Like in comparison to what I saw when I first came out, like Michael and I first started our YouTube channel, that it was totally different. Because when we first started making videos together, the comments were just like terrible, like things you should never say to another human being. And then to fast forward and just kind of scroll and see how much positivity and happiness it brought people made it like yeah even better. Yeah, that uh, when they showed me that, I was like, wow, because obviously you're not going to get. That wasn't, you know, rehearsed. That was just you guys had no idea the audience was gonna was gonna scream that. I know. It was nice to see your dad in there too, going, He's gay. He's gay. He's gay. <laughs> he was having the time that's why we wanted him to come back. Like he was having the time of his life. Like one loss isn't gonna you know yeah. it shouldn't define his last his legacy, you know. Right. Oh oh you mean Billy. Billy, Doug. Billy. Oh yeah. yeah. I was talking about your actual biological oh, father. Well he wasn't there in Chicago. Oh, okay. All right, all right. No, because you had said before that your dad's at all your matches, oh, right? Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my dad Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the edibles. I'm sorry. Yeah, are you on edibles right now? No. Yeah. <laughs> mine are mine are still in my system, man. I mean, I was flying last night, flying high, folks. Nick was trying to get me to stay out, um, but I I couldn't. I was like, no, we have to be ready. We have to be ready for Anthony tomorrow. We have to be ready, and then we are. And then we're. But I woke up. I I vomited and had diarrhea uh, in the middle of the night last night. Yeah. And Jasmine didn't didn't wake up. Um, Wait, is there any more questions? It was only one. You've been wrestling for a while. You know, have the boys in the back ever, you know, kind of gave you side eye or anything like that? I mean, how have you always been received? You know, in the locker room, has they always been positive? Yeah, always. I, I when I tell you, I've never had one bad interaction with with a wrestler yeah. since I've started wrestling. Like, I, I'm I'm pretty personable. Like, I'm not somebody that gets you know, into drama or is going to rub people the wrong way. So I'm generally well liked everywhere. So I guess maybe that helps. But in general, I think once I came out, it made my relationships a lot stronger because I didn't have to change or, or, or dodge conversations or change pronouns right. from, you know, uh, he to she. So just to make it seem like I was right. you know, hanging out with women or something like that. Right. So it, it made my authentic relationships even stronger too you did know? you feel like too like since that he's gay moment like things have now changed like was that like a, a a defining moment where now when you go into arenas it's like even more of a like fan base for you and everything like it well it was like a pretty in, viral moment in general we've yeah. been on the rise since the whole scissor me stuff started right so every single week it, it continues to grow and that certainly helps yeah yeah i feel like i mean i you know have we even explained to you know the non-wrestling fans watching what scissoring is? Please do. Can, can we do that? hundred percent, dude. All right, everyone. So you've been hearing the word scissor me or the word scissor me a lot. You might see me do this a little bit. You might even see the actual act of scissoring. It is yeah. a handshake. It's a sign of friendship. Get your minds out of the gutter. It's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. It's a way to connect with your friends, your family, your grandma, your like. 
anyone walk up to the you know the grocery store uh, bagger and scissor the hell out of them you know yeah. walk up kids to, get over here and scissor anthony yeah <laughs> everybody scissors and <laughs> and it's really fun if you turn on aew you'll see people bringing their large scissors we actually we had a national scissoring day wow Last year, right? You can you can type that in on uh, on the I'm, National we're going Scissoring over time Day. Here. I'm sorry. No, yes, we do National Scissoring Day. National, it was one of my favorite things we have ever done. Right. I think in in, in the last, actually, in my career. Right. What? what? Oh, you want to? Okay. Hi. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> there she is. Hi. You came from Scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> It was in Washington, D.C. We made it a whole rally, and it was trending all day, and people were just going absolutely crazy. They had their Dude. custom scissors. Billy presented us with the golden scissors of the city. Oh, I love, look at this guy. I love that that guy going like that, going crazy with the scissors. He's just like an accountant from New Jersey. <laughs> I, I think it was this segment that I realized, Anthony, how good you are on the microphone, because it was long. It wasn't just like a, you know, a 10 second promo. You were, you were in there for a while and you, you held your own and you really worked that crowd. And this is when I realized like, wow, he's got some chops on the mic. Thank you. I was very proud of this because this was the first moment where I, because a lot of times everything's focused on the rap, which is, you know, good reason because Max is so entertaining and charismatic and funny. Um, but we never really had, an, or I never really had an opportunity to do any kind of like in-ring promo to show that I can speak and I have right. a personality. So usually I was just the guy that screams the city and then I'd yeah, scream yeah. the acclaimed ever arrive and that was really about it. it. So this was the first moment where I can, where I showed people that, hey, I can, I can carry a segment yeah. and I can talk. Yeah. So I, I, I'd rather do a full 15 minute promo these days than wrestle because I think it, we get so much more mileage out of it having fun yeah. with the, my catchphrases and right. I, I don't think there's any better power and feeling to like when I scream everyone loves and I don't have to say the acclaimed and I have right. 10,000 people that finish it for me beautiful in, well you're insane. gonna cut a promo for my stand-up dates because I'm having trouble in Kansas City <laughs> <laughs> so you are gonna do it uh, absolutely and actually I, I'll trade you for something I, I don't want to spoil the surprise great hundred percent um, let, what's your day like? Because like obviously, like it's so much about being physical, and your body has to look a certain way. Is it just? Are you just weighing your food? Work, like living your life? Like how do you live? Um, I wake up. I don't eat. I go right to the gym. I work out for two hours. I come back. I get relaxed. I eat Chipotle. Um, and then what do you I eat just, from Chipotle? Uh, I got a burrito, uh, extra white, extra white rice, steak, mild corn, extra cheese. Wow. So you're not you're not thinking about well, I mean, that's because somebody would say, oh, you're eating burritos. How do you stay so ripped and lean eating? I'm burritos? not a diet guy. Okay. I, I'll, I'll limit what I eat in terms of maybe I'll have like two meals a day, but I'll have a, a sizable. I don't track calories or any of that stuff. It, I don't, I'm not good at math. And right. it's just too tedious. But you work out hard in the gym. Yes. I think that's why, because I know if I don't, I'll end up, you know, right. not looking the way that I want to. Right. And you don't eat late. You don't eat late at night, really. I did actually. I started a new thing where I cut that out. I cut out soda. I lost six pounds in the last two and a half weeks because I'm trying to uh, get my Wembley body going because we yeah. have a massive show uh, in London at Wembley Stadium. When? We've already August 27th. Sick. 70,000 tickets have already been sold. We're wow. trying to sell the place out and get to, I think it's set up for like 85,000. Oh, well, there you go. Go to go see him at Wembley. My birthday's the day before August 26th. What are you going to get oh, me for my birthday? Come to London. I'll get you tickets. 
I'm in. <laughs> Just don't tell her. Hey, I'm working with Anthony, babe. Oh, my other daughter there? Oh, she left. You, you better not tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, in the pandemic, I feel like, you know, with comedy, like we have to go on Zoom. And my career only really began in the way that it's, it's going now with during the pandemic. Do you feel like it was the same with wrestling? Yeah, I got signed in the pandemic. Right. And in the middle of it in October of 2020. Um just out of because uh, Tony was doing a really good thing where obviously there was nothing going on. So he was allowing independent wrestlers who were able to make the trip to get some work and get paid. So a lot of people who wouldn't have gotten opportunities to wrestle in general got opportunities to perform with AEW and get looked at. And um, I went down there in September and caught their eye, which ended up leading to me to get the job. But we were. We were filming every other week because we'd have the live show on Wednesdays, but then we would tape the following week um, the next day. So we were there from like 1 p.m. to about 2 a.m. filming as much content as possible so we didn't have to travel back and forth. But it was to an empty amphitheater in Jacksonville, Daly's Place. So they'd have to bring like extra independent wrestlers to sit ringside just to create noise. So you had to be even more creative to try and figure out how to bring that energy to the ring that you'd usually be like drawing from right. the audience from. Yeah, but you're better off for it. I mean, that's something I, I feel like with <laughs> stand up, even I, I was able to like get a skill at like talking to the audience and like learning how to perform in front of people. Cause I would perform at this comedy club called the laugh lounge back in like 2010, 2011. And they typically, they would do, a lot of clubs would, if you have less than like 10 people, they're going to cancel the show. Mm. This club wouldn't do it. If there was one person there, they would do the show. And there was a lot of times on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays at that 8 p.m. show where not only did they have no audience, they had no comedians because the comedians were, were thinking the show's going to get canceled, but I would always be there. I would always be there hanging out because I was just like a, a, a comedy club rat. I just wanted to be in there. And I would perform for one or two people when I only had like 10 minutes of material. I would do like 60, 70 minutes. I'm not saying the material was good, but it just got me in the mode of like, I can just talk to anybody and I can just keep this shit going. So I feel like a lot of times you think something is like, man, this is so hard, but it makes you so much better in the long run. Yeah. And I was when by the time we got fans back, I was yeah. ready to go. I knew how to wrestle on television. I I had extra energy. Sure. Um, because I was just so excited to get that to draw from that vibe that they get. Right. right. Are you vaccinated? Oh. Yes. <laughs> vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say is your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? Very, I'll, I'll do it for me, yes. not, not for everybody's, because yeah. everybody would say Ric Flair, and uh, Flair is amazing. But right. for me, I personally love um, Shawn Michaels. I loved Eddie Guerrero, um, Chris Jericho, Sting, and Jeff Hardy. All, these are the people that inspired me to become a pro wrestler. Sting got me in. Jeff Hardy was like this charismatic, fearless um, individual jumping swantoning off of things through the table and I was a shy kid and so I was like I want to be Jeff Hardy right you know and then I started getting really into the you know technical side of things and I started to watch Eddie Guerrero and Chris right. I admired because he was a guy who like me wants to do all different kinds of things he's in, uh, a legendary professional wrestler he's got his own band he's done acting stuff he's an author New York Times bestseller right. like that's cool I aspire to be that and um what yeah. was the other one I said <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Oh, and sure. HBK. Yeah. I just, yeah. He's one of the best of all time. For me, for me, it's Tatanka, <laughs> Kamala, um, 
J- Superfly Jimmy Schnooker and Anthony ba- and Anthony Bounds. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. That's what it is, baby. My four. And it's culturally diverse, which is what it's about. <laughs> hey, Violet, we're trying to do the podcast over here. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So here we go. So as always, you know, Anthony, people who can get involved in my show, we have a number that they can call. They can leave a voicemail. They can leave a text. We usually pick the people at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, because I have, you know, we have this show here on YouTube, but then we have even more episodes. I do a show live from my house uh, every week. We put it out every Friday only at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, and that's where the real hardcore fans are. We call my fan base the Puerto Ricans. Okay. That's where the Puerto Ricans live. We're going to give you an honorary patron because you are you look Puerto Rican enough, so you, you're in. I get that so, a lot. So I, if, you know, leave the voicemail, leave the text, call the number. We always flash it up on the screen. Let's listen to this first one. It's usually advice, so how can we help this person out? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so I'm kind of in a dilemma here. I just took a delivery at work, and I'm on my way back, but I got options. So I don't know if I should get, there's a Starbucks, there's a Taco Bell, and there's also a Wendy's. Now, it is breakfast time. Keep that in mind. Okay. So I could go Starbucks route, good coffee, good sandwiches, bang, done deal. Right. But Taco Bell does have the morning crunch wraps with the hash brown inside. So I'm thinking, I'm just I'm really confused, man. I need, I just need some guidance. So I'd appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you guys rock. Thanks. Bye. So, you want to go first? What do you think? So, my... Because this is a good question. This is genuinely a dilemma. I agree. In yeah. my expert opinion, breakfast time does change things. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I would personally go with Starbucks in this case. Okay. And in, in any other scenario, if it wasn't breakfast, I would go with Wendy's. I'm not a fan of Wendy's breakfast. Yeah. So otherwise, I would just go flat out Wendy's. Starbucks, you can get some sort of good refreshing drink to get you going in the morning. You can get a little snack uh, to, to, to calm your hunger. Taco Bell is an absolute no for me. I will never eat Taco Bell again. Wow. wow. You're, like, you're, like our, you're like Jasmine. She's my girl. When she was pregnant with uh, our oldest daughter, she ate Taco Bell. And she got so disgusted, she ha- she can't even see a Taco Bell anymore. I am yeah. the exact yeah. same way, and I'll tell you why. As when I, yeah, go ahead, tell us why. Embarrassing story. Here my we go. first Let's see time, yeah. I slept over my boyfriend's house. We'd just been seeing each other. We got some Taco Bell, went back to uh, his place or his family's place, and staying over for the first time, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. My stomach feels kind of weird. Yeah. And then it turned into me leaping up out of bed from right next to him, going right to the bathroom and just unloading. <laughs> On, and he heard every sound, every grunt, yeah. every noise. Yeah. I went back into bed, which is even worse, and went right back to the bathroom. And I was like, you know what, Michael? I'm sorry. I have to go home. Then I proceeded to go home and puke and shit myself at the same time. Wow. A puke and a shit at the same it damn was like, time. <laughs> wow. And just... The, and then the most degrading thing was I had to give. I was so disgusted by it, I had to give the pair of underwear to my mom, who slowly reached her hand oh. inside the bathroom door and pulled it out. Nice. And you guys can buy those on eBay. Uh, 
<laughs> you will so never again. You won't I do eat. it again. No, yeah, I'm sorry no. if it's a corporate sponsor of AEW. No, no, not at all. Or anybody. No. Yeah, I'm not eating that no, shit. No, I, uh, I, yeah, the Taco Bell people, if you get hit, with a bad batch of Taco Bell, <laughs> it hits you hard. I mean, hard, hard, hard. You can't, there's no escaping. So I agree with you. Ta I think the, the, the best thing to do probably is, I don't really love the Wendy's breakfast either. What I would do, here's what I would do, is I would go in, you know, to delay breakfast, to stay in that fasting window. You know we're all about the intermittent fasting here. Get the Starbucks uh, coffee and egg white bites, but don't eat it till 12 o'clock. Get the breakfast, but delay. I think delaying breakfast, that, you know, what, that's what I like to do. I like to delay my breakfast. Now, I still have the eggs and, and all that, but I don't eat it. I don't eat it at 9 o'clock in the morning. You're pushing this intermittent fasting thing. Baby, I'm all about IF, baby. <laughs> I'm all about intermittent fasting. I, I love it. And the fucking app that I use, Zero Fasting App, won't fucking sponsor me. But I won't stop saying their name because I'm all about putting the product out. Hmm. Um, here's a text message. from. Uh, this is from, is it? Oh, Donnie. He says, hey, Bubba, it's Donnie here. I got a question for you. How was it when you found out you were going to be a father? Were you scared? My girlfriend is 10 weeks pregnant, and I couldn't be happier. Although there are those people who might say we're not ready, and that may be true. We are in our mid-20s, and I feel like we're pretty set on life. Aww. I'm a woodworker, so I make decent money. Bought a newly built home this year. We own our own vehicles, but we don't have much money put away. I figure things will work out as they always do. Thank you, Jesus. But do you have any advice on being a new father? I'd like to think nothing else matters besides my family now. P.S. We'll see you September 30th. That shows in Las Vegas. Um, what a great text message. This is a great text. This, 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 is, this is a great text. And I think that what I want to tell Donnie here, which I'm assuming this is the Donnie this is number four. This is Donald Trump. This is former U.S. President <laughs> Donald Trump. And, and this is, he's, he's, you know, he's a listener. And this is, um, Jasmine's father voted for him. And this is, he's dead now, so I could say it. And this is, sorry, should I delete that? I got, okay. He is, he's, we're, can we, I want to put him in the studio. Uh, okay, oh you, uh, she God. makes fun of it more than me. And um, hey, Violet, I love you, Mama Little Baby. Hi, my little baby. Um, I so so. Um, I think genuinely, truly, Donnie is is is. You're scared now, which is normal. That means you care. That's a good thing. Life will. The universe won't give you what you can't handle. There are, you are scared and you might think you can't do it just like I was scared and I think I couldn't do it and it's never the right time. When life gives you a baby, you take it, you love it, you cherish it. Every, the circumstances will work themselves out. You'll do what's right. You'll change your lifestyles and fit it to be the best parents you can be and I wouldn't worry. I think your worrying means you care and that's a good thing. That's what I think. And I don't that's even, fantastic advice. There it is. Well, I'm a great person. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and I think, and, uh, you know, Michael doesn't have any advice because he's selfish and doesn't want children right now. <laughs> I mean, Anthony. Yeah. And my, well, does Michael, my, would Michael have kids right now? Um, he keeps pushing the, uh, the dog a as a replacement. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Yeah. She's pushing, we have three kids and now she's trying to add a dog because we're not going to, we don't want to have any more kids. So she's trying to, add, she's always wants to add life. Well, Actually, he called me yesterday because he was babysitting a dog, and he was like, mm, "Never no. mind." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "No." He's like, "Michael's like, you know what? Aunt, I can't have a dog shitting on the floor and you after Taco Bell." So <laughs> that's a no. 
<laughs> That's great. Anything else? Anything else you guys want to ask? You guys good? Everybody good? Anthony, where can people see you, follow you, everything? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Bowens underscore official. You can find me on Wednesday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights, All Elite Wrestling, TBS, and TNT. Don't forget, everybody loves the acclaim. Scissor your friends and family. All love. Much love to you. And Chris, thanks for having me on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm making a big production here. Okay. You wanted to scissor me Chrissy, right? Yes, I did. Throw him up. Warm him up. Say it with me. Scissor, scissor me, me Chrissy! Chrissy!